Welcome to 5-Minute Film Finder, brought to you by Pioneer Library System. Hello, welcome to a new episode of 5-Minute Film Finder. My name is Roxanne, and I'm here with Casey. Casey and I will be discussing great movies featuring strong women for Women's History Month. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. So what movie did you watch? I watched Midsummer by Ari Aster. It's a horror movie. It came out in 2019, summer of 2019. Darkness. And it, uh, it's probably my favorite horror movie. <laughs> really? It's your favorite? It's my favorite because it's weird mm-hmm. and different. It's not just like the kind of gory slasher. It's yeah. more psychological mm-hmm. and... The fact that it takes place in Sweden in the summer when they have almost the constant 24 hours of daylight hmm. makes it even eerier. That's true. Would you rather have 24 hours of daylight or, like Alaska, 24 hours of darkness? Ooh. Probably darkness. Oh, no, no, no sunshine. (laughs) Sunshine. You could just buy blackout curtains. uh, Yeah, yeah, blackout curtains. I do know people who live in Alaska and uh, uh, someone who lives in Norway. Mm -hmm. And dealing with the polar night, as they call it, can be psychologically (laughs) disturbing, I guess. But uh, apparently, in midsummer, the 24 hours of daylight is just as uh wonky on your brain so really did you ever watch that movie with the vampires that really thrive in alaska during those times the- <laughs> twilight no no they did not live in alaska they some lived of in their Washington. friends lived in alaska no there was yeah. a movie specifically about vampires in alaska having a wonderful time when what it's the- totally dark what movie is it I don't remember. For some reason, I think it has Josh Hartnett. So you can imagine that. Pretty old. <laughs> he oh. was a heartthrob back in the day, for sure. My heart was robbed. Okay. <laughs> well, I watched Mona Lisa Smile, which is a hint different than yours. Yes. And uh, I can talk about it now. So. That's a period piece, isn't it? Yes, it takes place in the 50s, and um, it's pretty awesome. So, Mona Lisa Smile, directed by Mag Newell, who, fun fact, also directed Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yes. The 2016 version of Great Expectations. Did you watch that? Uh, no, I did not. I own I, it. It's beautiful. I love the book, though, so that's, oh, that's good. Is it a, like a BBC version, or... Hmm, I'm not sure. I just have it, and it's very aesthetically pleasing. Yes. Um, The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society (gasps) movie. He also directed that. I do love that movie. I haven't watched it yet. I should. It's It's on my to-do list. It's beautiful and sad. Mm. It's perfect. (laughs) And Four Weddings and a Funeral, the 1994 version. Have you watched that? Yeah. Oh, wow. These are some classic, like rom-coms romantic dramas period several period pieces oh yeah wow yeah he's been around for a while so this movie was actually released in 2003 which was quite some time ago can you believe that was like 18 years ago oh my gosh i just had an existential (laughs) crisis i know (laughs) 
somebody born in 2003 is now 18. I think I saw that movie in the theaters. Oh, my gosh. Please continue. I can't think about this anymore. <laughs> okay. So this movie has a pretty impressive cast, including my very favorite, the goddess, right along with Beyonce, of course, Queen Bee, uh, Julia Roberts, Kirsten Dunst, Julia Stiles, who I hadn't seen in a while, Maggie Gyllenhaal, and Jennifer Goodwin. Yeah, some all-stars. If you had to pick a favorite of these girls, who would you pick? I love Jennifer Goodwin. Really? Yes. I, I haven't seen her in enough things besides that fairy tale show. Yeah, she's done a lot of period pieces. Um, I think she's just delightful. She seems like a really good person. Her character is excellent in Mona Lisa Smile, too. Like, you really just want her to have the best in everything. Well, at first, I'm like, come on, girl. Stand up for yourself. More on that later. But um, <laughs> I, I do warm up to her. All right. So, as I said earlier, this movie takes place in the 50s, which was cool. Um, so I saw appearances of a lot of actresses that will later on be stars of their own movies or shows. One such example is the actress that played Jessica Jones. Did you see her in that? Oh, she was in that. Oh, my gosh. Jessica Jones is in that. And so then I started doing research into Jessica Jones and found out that she married Luke Cage in the comics. Not related to this at all. Okay. <laughs> of course. Anything that Julia Roberts' acting is, accent is bound to be amazing. And this was no exception. My favorite movie of all time is My Best Friend's Wedding. That's <laughs> so beautiful. Yes. <laughs> the cell phone in that movie. <laughs> it's so huge. huge. I could not wait to have a cell phone that size. I was rewatching Goals. it and that scene came on and I was just like, what? Hold on. <laughs> I pictured myself as a grown up pulling out the antenna of my cell phone. <laughs> it was like the whole size of her purse. <laughs> <laughs> it was so uh, cool. Anyway, sorry. Um, other great actresses were Kirsten Dunst, who played an excellent stuck up person convinced that her way was the only right way. Julia Stiles played a very intelligent student who, in Julia Roberts' eyes, was wasting her intelligence by, quote-unquote, settling for a housewife role. Maggie Gyllenhaal had a knack for pursuing unavailable, man. unavailable men, but she was depicted as a great friend. I think this film did a great job at showing the depths of, depths of people. You're not just one thing. Um, they didn't portray Maggie as a quote-unquote homewrecker. She was a smart girl, a wonderful friend, who just, yeah, made questionable choices in men. She was a great friend in that movie. She was, because she saw something. She saw, she recognized, like, the hurt behind the kind of, like, angry facade. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just really good to see women, like, helping each other in that way. Yeah, yeah. And she saw the her friend's a spouse having an affair and instead of like immediately going to her and going like guess what i saw like she never said that she was just there for her friend yeah so she had she's a good character at that i thought um so kirsten dunst who played betty was not just a stuck-up girl set in her ways in the end she decided to carve her own path despite what anyone thought which i thought was nice because she was really annoying the whole movie yeah you really don't like her but no you kind of see how just her family and society kind of just like put her in this mold and yeah. when it didn't go perfectly it just it's like what do you believe in anymore and so she kind of changed completely and yeah yeah 
she evolved, yeah. if you will. And then Jennifer Goodwin kind of plays someone that only cares about the opinions of others, I guess. She, she doesn't have really have good self-esteem in the movie. Like, I don't know. She just doesn't think that she's worthy of, of anyone or that she's ever going to get any attention. Um, and if anybody does give her attention, it's only out of politeness or as a favor to someone else. So that's kind of sad. Um, because of her low self-esteem, she believes a friend when she tells her the guy she has been seeing is actually with someone else. Rather than confronting him, she stops returning his calls and letters. She is sad and mopes around for a while when she finds out that he was not seeing anyone else, that this was false. Um, but in the end, she decides to find him and confess her feelings. And then she just, she just goes for it. She tells him how she feels and he, he takes her back, I think. Yeah, she did. She did kind of stand up for herself, I think, one or two times, like when she recognized Betty, the kind of mean girl. Mm-hmm. She's like, why are you so awful sometimes? I know. <laughs> why are you this way? And she did play the cello, which was just like really cool, I thought, oh, to she see. Did a great She's so job. talented. She did a great job. This is, that was another example of like a great depth of character. Like she wasn't just this low self-esteem girl. She had talents and um, she did stand up for, for Betty when she thought she was being wrong. And all of the the women in this movie were just so intelligent too. Like in one of the top schools, Mm -hmm. they could do all of this hard schoolwork and analysis and just be basically valedictorians and scholars. And yet they also had to deal with a whole other side of their life. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Very impressive. Well, they were expected to just get married like they were just in school until they found somebody to marry um so like i said what i liked about this movie was the depth of the characters um i feel like often in movies women are depicted as like one thing or another so the the really hard-working boss girl trying to trying to show men that they are just as talented as they are you know in the workplace or um or like the homewrecker woman or you know i don't know they're not there's no depth to their characters. They're one thing or another. They may be depicted as a happy stay-at-home housewives or whatever. Either way, there's always a man that influences their characters. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see that in this movie, which I really liked. I mean, they knew what they wanted, especially Julia Roberts's character. Oh, yeah. That scene where she shows them all of those targeted ads yeah. to just kind of making them fit into like the housewife mold was really powerful i i thought that was a great yeah great scene yeah yeah she didn't her life didn't revolve around a man i mean she had a couple of relationships but like she didn't revolve her life around them like she lived in california and she lived behind her boyfriend to go to new england um and then she was dating the cute italian professor but she caught him in a lie and she was like you know what i'm out yeah she took a trip of europe after that um so I love that about her. Um, in the movie, she says that she supposes she'll get married someday, but she's going to do her thing and not wait around for a man. But she also evolves as a character because I feel like she kind of was condescending to women that only wanted to be housewives. Yeah. Um, she was, because she thought that her way was the correct way, that women shouldn't base their life around a man, which 
I mean, you know, don't disagree with, but if that's what makes a woman happy, it doesn't make her any less intelligent or driven or anything like that. I mean, some people just want to be stay-at-home housewives and raise children and or some men do as well, and that's perfectly yeah. great. I mean, you definitely see that with Julia Stiles' character. Yeah. She pursues she like gets married and and still wants to have a family but then pursues law school and everything and it's just like she's really doing everything for herself yeah yeah she has so she has to learn that just because people do not think like her does not mean they're less evolved they just have different ambitions in life and, and that has to be okay so that's my movie the the music in the movie is also so beautiful and the scenery oh that house where the guy the italian professor lives the beautiful lake in front of it oh, yeah the setting is <laughs> so atmospheric and like oh just gorgeous yeah yeah very pretty very good movie i really liked it great depth of characters great music great scenery noise <laughs> And now it is time for a commercial break. We'll be back. Oh, hi there. We just wanted to take a moment to tell you about a few of our library services today. We are proud to be offering curbside service at all of our locations for pickup of physical materials, such as all your favorite books and beloved movies. And we also continue to offer a treasure trove of digital items as well. For our purposes today, let us bring your attention to our streaming services, Hoopla and Canopy, just two of the many perks included with your Pioneer Library card. Through Hoopla, you can discover digital items ranging from ebooks to music to movies and television shows. And with Canopy, you can explore an impressive library of streaming film titles. And now back to our program. All right, we are back. Now we're switching over to Casey to hear about her film. Yes, um, I decided to go in a different direction, and I just I chose um, a more recent horror film mm. that I think um, has a lot of hidden depth in it, oh, in yeah. the violence. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so it's essentially about this woman, mm -hmm. Danny, and. It opens up with just this intense grief and loss that she's experiencing, essentially becoming an orphan, losing all of her oh. family. Um, while also you see that kind of her her boyfriend and friends are all just like, you got to break up with her. I got to leave her. And you just see how no one's really there for her. She's so alone in the beginning. She ends up traveling with her boyfriend and their college friends mm. to Sweden to visit their friends' rural commune, hometown village, mm -hmm. um, for their midsummer festival. Mm -hmm. So it's during the time in Sweden where they just have almost constant daylight. Mm -hmm. And it, um, it looks very idyllic and I think beautiful. There's flowers, there's like the white linen dresses and mm -hmm. like everything just looks like, like the perfect summer kind of retreat. But then there's this eeriness that just settles in and you're like, something's, something's not right here. Um, and it kind of, uh, you figure out that maybe it's a pagan cult. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. But I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to be dark. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. But it, 
it's strange because it's a horror movie, but sometimes it just doesn't feel like one. Yeah. It for me, it's really a story of the main character Danny's kind of emotional journey mm-hmm. through her grief and how this kind of toxic relationship she's in with mm-hmm. her her friends and her her boyfriend um affects her and she's basically just been forced to suppress her like intense grieving in order to kind of keep the peace and to keep her partner from leaving her well that's really sad you shouldn't have to suppress your grief yeah especially when you just lose everything and (laughs) like you don't need to be worrying about that so she's yeah kind of trying to ignore it or hide Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. pretends everything's fine you know meanwhile he's forgetting her birthday and all this really important stuff i think they've been together for like four years he can't even remember how long they've been together like it's just kind of like simple things but she's just like it's not a big deal it's fine it's fine yeah then you're like no it's not fine like you need a lot of help and support i can i can see why she wouldn't be ready to leave that relationship because if you just lost everything then you don't want to lose another thing another big part of your life yeah exactly that makes sense um and so they're just staying in this village and it all seems very um beautiful and peaceful Mm -hmm. and then there's just like strange art and lessons that all the people learn and it it, it's a cult (laughs) it just it's a cult and then their friends kind of end up going missing and things just get stranger and stranger until they kind of culminate in this extreme violence Mm -hmm. and um it just really just like explores the i think the darkest aspects of human nature Mm -hmm. and also just like that kind of simple like all-encompassing grief that someone can feel um i don't know it's just it's it's really unique i think it's like the most unique horror movie i've ever seen and really changed my perspective on how a movie can actually be frightening and psychological um it's kind of like a testament to like this destructive power Mm -hmm. of like love that you can give to someone and that you don't get it back and finding freedom and not letting like the toxic relationships in your life control you mm-hmm. in a way it's also like the ultimate <laughs> revenge movie and breakup movie i've heard uh i've heard it called like the ultimate breakup movie which is i don't think completely fair i can see where they would get that mm-hmm. but it's also just um kind of like this manifestation of anger mm-hmm. and grief and kind of this entitlement also that certain people feel above others um yeah and i think it's also unique in that the women in this community mm-hmm. the community is called harga i believe mm-hmm. um they're religious leaders spiritual leaders and also just like leaders of the whole um commune family Mm -hmm. i don't know um and they have this unique way of like supporting each other and expressing their um, their emotions together so if one person feels something everyone else will feel that too in order to help them grieve and feel which is kind of the opposite of how she's been because she's been just keeping everything in 
Well, like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like oftentimes we're expected to kind of hide our emotions. Like nobody wants to be around somebody that's down all the time. So you're expected to act a certain way. If somebody asks you how you're doing, you're supposed to say, good, how are you? Like you're not supposed to say, well, I actually had a pretty bad day or anything like that. Um, Cause you know, you're like, oh, well, nobody wants to hear about my day. I don't want to bring anybody down. And so I think that's refreshing that they're, you know, encouraged to express what they're feeling. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a community kind of sharing this emotion and empathy together. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, it's just, it's just so good. I just really <sighs> enjoy it. It's creepy, it's mm -hmm. odd. Half the time you don't know what is happening. Um, but I found that really interesting and I just think kind of that, um, you know, there's always been so many strange or I think off depictions of women in horror movies. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of stereotypes that they try to fit them in, like, final gore, girl, the, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, the women are definitely always portrayed as very sexy, I feel like, in the horror movies. like Yeah, either just overtly sexy or mm -hmm. um, just super innocent and pure yeah which this film just completely turns out on its head and it's like mm -hmm. no you can you can have all these different facets of your life yeah. and emotions and yeah it's valid mm -hmm. yeah i just i really enjoyed it well i was when you said you wanted midsummer i was a little confused i was like but what but now that you've <laughs> described me you've sold me on it <laughs> yeah it's it's it almost feels like a fairy tale or like a feminist kind of fable. Mm -hmm. um, it's been described as like a folk horror film oh. that is kind of twisting the genre of horror a little bit. And I just, I don't know. Hmm. I find it a very complex and sometimes satisfying horror uh. movie. That, not, not to be like, so uh. weird, but um, just in the way, like, I think their feelings are so validated in mm -hmm. certain ways and no do you know i that? sound insane no. <laughs> crazy. i found it satisfying <laughs> no uh. do you know that director has done or will do other stuff he um ari aster right before mm. this i think the year before maybe um directed hereditary Ooh. with um is it taylor leone no can picture her face mm -hmm. she was in knives out and little Miss sunshine but oh, that yeah, movie yeah. Mm -hmm. is definitely more gory and violent in a mm -hmm. way and dark um yeah but it's also like really fascinating and unique in its own way so i'm just excited to see more from this director yeah i haven't watched that first one but i did watch midsummer yeah, hereditary. Hereditary. A little rougher, I, I think, didn't, to watch. I didn't watch. <laughs> I tend to like more psychological thrillers myself. Yes, yeah. Like What Lies Beneath, for example, one of the best suspense oh movies of all times, in my opinion. I watched that way too young. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, me too. I'm like, this is great. Uh, yeah, but I was also <laughs> watching like The Exorcist at seven, so... Yeah, no. <laughs> no, but it was okay. But act because actually, right before the movie started, it was like on HBO or something like that, and they did a how it's made, and so they showed the doll and stuff like that. 
The pea soup. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then whenever the movie started, I was like, oh, it's just a doll. So I think that allowed me to not be terrified out of my mind. Yeah. So that's all for today. Uh, If you like this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe to 5-Minute Film Finder. See you next time.